0: Every team, every topic,
1: everywhere, this is Believe. Get ready, because Scott's is taking over Daylight Saving Time. It's such a big event that we're calling it Daylawn Saving Time. And now it's got real savings. In fact, it's the biggest deals of the year. Audacious? Absolutely. So don't wait. Stock up early and you'll be able to save up to $20 on Scott's Triple Action and Easy Seed products today at the Home Depot and Lowe's. Offers available March 9th through 22nd at select U.S. stores, while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See store for exact offers.
2: Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared.
1: (laughs)
0: what's better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino and kyle krabs from the draft network and we are your hosts here on this wednesday edition of the show it is scout versus scout and kyle and i are going to debate some of the prominent underclassmen and their looming decisions on whether or not to declare for the 2019 nfl draft kyle welcome to the show
2: Joe, you are extra growly today. Guys, being dudes. What are you? You standoffish about something or what? I need to know what I'm getting into here on this show.
0: No, you know what? Um,. Are you just no, I've got nothing.
2: we're not seeing Nick Bosa play college football anymore? Is that what it uh, is?
0: Irritable? No, I'm not irritable. Some people on the Twitter machine are irritable and don't understand, but uh, I'm excited, brother. We've already got Ed Oliver and Nick Bosa in this class, and
2: it's only mid-October. It's a good time to be alive. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great time to be a draft analyst. I'll say that. And uh, I was surpri- I'm surprised. I continue to be surprised by the amount of pushback that, you know, my personal timeline, I can't speak for your Twitter timeline, Joe, but I had a lot of people that were angry or upset or (laughs) bothered by Nick Bosa making this decision. And I think one of the important lines in the sand for me to draw is Nick Bosa's status as a player and his situation were the variables that made me step back and say, good for Nick, right? Because this is not uh who is lampkin that oklahoma kid from what two years ago devonta yeah who who left in late october and went undrafted oh
0: it's not him it's not devonta lampkin it's a different player from oklahoma and i went on a rant about him oh
2: god he's so he's so forgettable yeah so we're gonna have a hard (laughs) time getting our producers to pull that name up but the general point is this your situation matters If you're a consensus top five pick, you go under the knife because you had an injury, and then you have the opportunity to come back. But if you come back, you're not going to be 100%, and then people are going to bang you for your film and say you look bad at the end of your college career. You're in a lose-lose situation. This was a business decision, and I would expect anybody that's in that Ohio State locker room that has NFL aspirations completely understands where Nick is coming from and respects this decision. Because... College football, whether we like it or not, the times are changing It's a business, just like the NFL. The only difference is the players don't get paid. Nick made this decision because it was in his personal best interest. He didn't have anything left to prove as far as his college film is, is regarded. And this gives him the opportunity to fully focus on his rehabilitation and transition directly into protesting because he needs to crush the NFL combine to prove he is 100%.
0: Oh, yeah. And this is this is a player that's going to be a lock for the top three draft picks. And, you know, with given his injury, I'm sure it really takes away from his conditioning and his ability to get back into game football game shape. And so all that does is really puts off his opportunity to get ahead, like you said, on the combine testing. And now there's this, you know, this huge expectation for it. Right. Because everyone's going to say, oh, you've had all this time. You know, you've been focused on this since October. Now, obviously, he needs to get healthy and those types of things. But, uh, you know, it's a big stage for him and he needs to nail it and he's capable of nailing it. And I don't really understand the criticism. I think what is is the most interesting about Bosa compared to maybe if this was some other player is that Ohio State's undefeated. They're in the thick of the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. possibility and likely in the college football playoffs. So we haven't had a player in this position yet, right, where it's like, oh, a national championship is literally at stake. But. You know what's also at stake? Friggin' whatever you get paid to be a top three NFL Tens draft pick, and that's where he's going. Here.
2: Right, yeah. right. So I agree with you, and, and that's the unique thing. And Joe, I don't remember if I said it on the air, but I said, I remember saying to you, if I'm Nick Bosa and Ohio State gets eliminated from college football playoff contention, I'm not playing another down. The only thing that would bring me back is if Ohio State is competing for a national championship. This was undoubtedly a difficult decision. But if you're going to make this decision, make this decision now, step back, support your teammates, tell them to go get it, make the decision that's best for you, and then don't be a distraction to your team.
0: I hope I can get a short answer from you out of this question. So keep that in mind when I ask you this, because you triggered me a little bit with that statement. Uh, You said basically about BOSA and business decisions and all those things, and as soon as... Ohio State was not in the running for the national championship that he should declare or, or you know, step away and get ready. Well, you must think Ed Oliver is absolutely crazy because he declared for the draft last March that Houston has no chance of going to the college football playoffs. They've already got a loss. Are you saying that Ed Oliver should pack it in
2: right now? I would not blame Ed Oliver if he chose to do that. I would not hold it against him. If you're going to be a consensus top five, top ten pick and you make this business decision, I'm going to support that decision. If you are a fringe draftable player that walks away from your team in October, that I think is a little outrageous. So there's context. And look, who this was a great point that I saw somebody make on social media. Who are the three, uh, who are three of the leading candidates for defensive player of the year? In college football, in or the NFL, the, or rookie rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, right now, Derwin James is the three won, leading right?
0: cans for defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. Derwin yeah.
2: James, okay. um, Denzel not, Ward, D- Derwin James did not play in his bowl game. By the way, right? Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb skipped his bowl game. Had three sacks last week.
0: Yeah, yeah, but we're, I mean, a bowl game is really different than mid-October.
2: Sure but at the same time they made this decision this i mean this this decision is going to get continue to get more and more prominent right this isn't going away you're going to see more people doing this so it's monumental for the fact that nick made this decision this far out in front with so much still on the table for ohio state but if you're going to be a first round selection you're going to be you're widely considered one of the best players at your position and you make this decision I personally can't hold it against you. Yeah, I'm good there. I, I
0: think the dynamic is really—I mean, yeah—the the circumstances matter so much, and it's not like this is friggin' some player with on a three-loss team right now. You right. know, it's, it's, its this is just—it's just different. The injury matters, and his draft status matters. So, um,
2: it's the context required for you to understand yes. why this decision was made.
0: But we say, we've been saying this for three, four years, it seems now. More and more people are going to be making this decision, and it seems about the same every year. I just think it's circumstances are going to be different every single year. And the reality is big-time college football players not playing important games is going to be more and more of a thing, and it is. And, and
2: we've seen it right here with this Bosa decision. Right. Well, Joe, before we move on, we want to talk about some other college prospects and their decisions yet to be made. Uh, Some names that you and I really like as football players. But before we do, I want to talk to everybody about one of our sponsors for today's show. I want to talk about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats for any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. So you want to get on the action. Here's what you need to do. With the podcast code LOCKEDON, listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play on your phone or smart device. Download the Vivid Seats app. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more As a new customer of Vivid Seats, all Vivid Seats orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So Nick Bosa might not be going to a college football playoff game this winter, but you could be if you use Vivid Seats. We'll be right back after this brief pause from our additional sponsors to talk about some of the decisions looming from college prospects. Joe, you ready to rumble, man? Ooh, I'm ready. We got some hot names, man. Yes. Well, this is the Ohio State show, apparently, because we're to talk about Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> uh, Joe, Dwayne Haskins is off to a roaring start in his first season as the Ohio State starting quarterback. He's probably going to break every single single season passing record in school history. And uh, this is a pretty crappy quarterback class. So what does Dwayne Haskins do? <laughs>
0: Yeah right. So he's a redshirt sophomore. So we've seen redshirt sophomores go really high. Hello, Mitch Trubisky. Right, he was a redshirt sophomore, right. if I'm not right. mistaken. Number two pick in the draft. Um, and do I think that Haskins can replicate that, especially in a bad quarterback year? I mean, if if Herbert and Haskins both come out, then we got a couple of guys that I can get behind as first round prospects, and I think. The simple fact that I just said that gives me a, a lot of reason to believe Haskins uh, should go ahead and pull the trigger. You know, next year we're going to deal with uh, you know Tua being in the draft. Uh, who else is in there that's popping up? I'm, like, I guess Fromm. Yeah, yeah, Jake Fromm is one. So we'll uh, see. Who you transferred
2: know. to Washington?
0: Oh yeah, uh, Eason Jacob Eason Jacob Eason. So, and there'll be other names that pop up like Dwayne Haskins, but I think, you know, if he continues his trajectory, he is putting up historically great numbers. He's got a you know a big sturdy frame. He can hit throws all levels of the field. He's accurate. Yeah, go ahead and get better by being a NFL player and, and you know, potentially a top five guy. So unless he just falls off the rails here in these, uh, these last few weeks as the Big Ten schedule heats up, I'm all about Dwayne Haskins being part of this 2019 crop.
2: Yeah, I really don't see any uh, risk per se. You know, if he comes back and doesn't play to this level, you're going to have the question of, well, did he fail to maximize his value? Mm-hmm. And from a supply and demand perspective, this was part of the reason that we saw Mitch Trubisky make the decision that he made when he come out, and it paid dividends for him. Dwayne Haskins, I think, would be smart – provided he sustains his level of play, as you said, to maximize his value, understanding that there is a template for inexperienced players to go this high as a quarterback, and you know, cut your teeth in the pros. All right, Kyle.
0: You ready for one I'm going to give to you for the lead here? Uh see. And, all right. And, and I am pulling up, so I'm stalling here for a second. I just need uh, to your pull producer. up one.
2: You should have had your producer one, on this way ahead of time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for saying that. Cause now I have what I need. All right. <laughs> I want to kick this to you. I want to give you Northwestern linebacker, Patty Fisher, who is oh. your number two linebacker in the class. We just updated these things in early October. You've got yeah. them above Devin white. So tell yeah. me what's up with Patty
2: Fisher and if he should declare. Yeah. So, uh Patty Fisher, probably not going to be declaring. Uh, I, probably would come back if I'm Patty. We just got done talking about the the dynamics of your position group. Devin White's really good. You know, I I happen to really like the top 3 names on that list I got uh Mac Wilson, Patty Fisher and Devin White. Devin White, I watched that Florida game the other week and he was a monster in that football game. Thought it was a great resume game for Devin White. As far as Patty Fisher goes, I was stunned with his football intelligence, and ability to control his body out in space as far as playing zone coverage and and filling and stacking in the box and playing off of would-be blockers uh, as a redshirt freshman last year. Coming into this year was extremely high on him. I've moved him down a a good bit off my big board just because his level of play hasn't sustained or made the jump that I was hoping to see. Uh, Seems to be a general consensus with a couple of the Big Ten guys I really like coming into the year, but that's okay. Uh, Patty Fisher has missed some tackles in the open field. He's looked a half step slower this year. I don't know where his weight is at specifically, but he hasn't played bad, and I still think he's a three-down linebacker prospect at the NFL level. But Patty Fisher has not taken this meteoric rise from being a really, really good redshirt freshman to being a phenomenal redshirt sophomore. And for that reason, uh, if I'm Patty Fisher, I'm probably looking at coming back for 2019 at Northwestern.
0: You've seen a lot more Fisher than I have. Um, But I I seem to think that he's not as coveted as Devin White and Mack Wilson and even maybe like a Devin Bush. So I think he's in that middle tier. And I I think, yeah, he really popped last year. And it seems like he's, like you said, not taking that jump. I would be in favor of him staying in school. And, and again, a redshirt sophomore from Northwestern, probably not a guy we're going to have regardless.
2: Right. So as as this, if I watch Devin White, and then you had made a point to mention that I have Patty above Devin White, if I watch three more Devin White games down the stretch, including this big game that they have coming up here in a couple of weeks, uh, and he's playing the way he played in that Florida game, he will be passing Patty Fisher on my next linebacker updates. All right. Joe, I've got one more for you before the break. going to stick it in your wheelhouse with the ACC. Talk talk to me about Dexter Lawrence, who, from my perspective, I thought has had a much stronger year this year than he did last year. Uh, But where does his perception to you fall versus some of the narrative about him potentially being a top 10, top 15 prospect? And, And does that influence that reality versus that perception influence his decision to come out this year?
0: Yeah, Lawrence is a guy that I definitely was the first guy I actually thought of when we we came up with this show concept because it's so weird, right? Like he was such a dynamic freshman, and then last year he was playing through the injury, and he's like 6'3", 340 pounds and couldn't move, and he was kind of only average with his anchor. And if you're going to be 340 pounds, you better either be a friggin' bull that can't be moved or you better have some explosiveness like Marcel Darius to really be – a top five, top 10 draft pick. And so you see him this year, and he's healthy, right? And, the, and some information came out over the late summer that he was injured last year. And so you really saw a guy that's moving better and, and I think winning more consistently 1v1. And so I, I will say that I, I think that Dexter Lawrence in the way that I perceive him and the way that he's playing is much better than he was in 2017. Here's the problem, brother. This defensive tackle class is just outrageous. I don't think, I think he's... I'll tell my rankings right now. I have Ed Oliver, Raquan Davis, Jeffrey Simmons, Quinnon Williams, Jerry Tillery, Ray Gary, and Gerald Willis, all definitively better than him, in my opinion. And I can make a strong case for Christian Wilkins, his teammate, and Rashad Lawrence. So he's like, to me, he's between the eighth and 11th best defensive tackle in this class. And You know, look. One thing we really didn't actually just put out as a disclaimer at the beginning of the show, but keep in mind: this entire conversation that Kyle and I are having is strictly football and and their ability to maximize themselves as prospects going into the NFL. We're not considering any other contributing factors, personal situations, all those types of things. So, do I think that there's another level for Dexter Lawrence to achieve? And do I think that this class is just loaded at his position, which is going to hurt his draft stock, and that he's been a little overrated his entire career? Yeah, I do. And for those reasons, I can make a strong argument, for football reasons only, and the and the landscape that he should stay in school.
2: Any thoughts have, on this guy? I was going to say it sucks to have like a guy that that has a lot of promise, and in a normal class is probably what like a top 40 pick and then <laughs> you get into this just stupid defensive line class the hardest thing i had to do was put together my top 75 big board because i ran out of interior defensive linemen in my positional top 10s at like 45 <laughs> so um yeah it's an interesting dynamic and interesting positional value question uh, do you expect him to declare
0: I, you know, I think one thing I've learned is I almost expect everybody to declare, yeah, right? We're I mean, right. getting 120, <laughs> 130 guys a year. I mean, I just I anticipate everyone's coming out. Yeah. I'm um, but then again, Christian Wilkins last year, he stayed. <laughs> so we'll see, man. We'll see. And that's gonna be a good defensive line next year, too, right? Even if mm-hmm. Farrell and Wilkins and Lawrence and Brian are all gone, they're they're gonna be they're gonna be stacked next year too. So uh, interesting dilemma there with, with with Mr. Lawrence. Kyle, before we get through our last three players, want to talk to everyone about one of our sponsors for today's show. And I am talking about my bookie, Kyle. You know, we get a lot of questions about asking for advice about who we think is going to win games on the weekends. And the truth is, we don't know. But if you think you do, then you've got to get over to my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I'm always going to tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to our listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Now listen, my bookie right now is, is slammed with new betters, and everybody wants to get a piece of the pie, and my bookie wants to give you the best service possible. If you're willing to make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use our promo code, which is locked on 25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. Again, if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m. Eastern, you can get an extra $25 free play by using our promo code LOCKEDON25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and claim that extra money. You pay, you win, you get paid. Check out my bookie today. We'll be back right after this to discuss three more prospects. All right, Kyle, I've got a juicy one for you that I'm anxious to get your take on. Yes. And I'm referring to Oklahoma running back Rodney Anderson, currently out for the year with the torn ACL. RB1, in my opinion. I thought it was pretty clear before the injury, but this is a big time decision. Kyle, where
2: do you stand? All right. So fun fact I actually did Rodney Anderson's film assessment, assuming huh. that he's coming out. I'm shocked. I know. Well, it's. Paid. <laughs> do you remember last year how many I did ahead of time?
0: Yeah, you're an animal. Just in case you're new to Kyle and I's <laughs> dynamic, Kyle cannot wait to get scouting reports signed. as soon as the opportunity Listen, rises for him to crank of them out. These
2: damn things! I got to start. Well, i
0: start early. You're gonna give. You're gonna do more than 300 this year. I know. My
2: career high is 328.
0: Okay, time for a new mark this Uh, year.
2: Probably. So anyway, uh, I I have done Rodney Anderson's film evaluation, and I don't necessarily think he's on the caliber of some of the top prospects that we've seen come through running back position the last couple of years. Uh, Certainly not on the the level of uh, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, I had Dalvin Cook rated higher than where I have Rodney Anderson as a player. Um, But with that said, Saquon Barkley is the best football player (laughs) I have ever evaluated, regardless of position. So, yeah, I'd say that's a pretty accurate one, Joe. Um, But here's the deal. This running back class is questionable, right? And we've seen the NFL has been willing to embrace running backs if they're Considered top prospects at their position. And there's a position of need there. And the scheme fits. And that that slipper fits the foot uh, to take these guys early. Uh, Todd Gurley was drafted 10th overall as a running back in a year in which he tore his ACL in November. And did not do any athletic testing. So there's precedent here of teams willing to invest in these guys early. Ronnie Anderson's not going 10th overall. Let's get that out of the way right now. But with that said... Ronnie Anderson is the best running back, in my opinion, uh, in this running back class. And because of that, I don't think he should tempt fate and come back. He's got some solid film out there. Take advantage of it. Don't be Bryce Love. Okay, Bryce Love had an injury issue in 2017. He played through it for a vast majority of the year. Almost, or he rushed for over 2,000 years, yards, almost won a Heisman. Decided to come back and subsequently has been hurt again. And now he's really going to have some legitimate questions. So running back's a different animal. Rodney Anderson has solid film out there already. There's a precedent for players with this injury getting drafted fairly early and getting invested in. Rodney Anderson, I think he should come out.
0: Willis McGahee is another example of a guy with a a torn ACL first-round pick. I happen to be pretty familiar with the team that made that pick, and I remember being very mad. About that. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Kyle. And, and so many things that you mentioned I agree with. I don't want to repeat them. But another thing to keep in mind, 2020 uh, running back class is going to be stacked. Yeah. You know, we got a lot of dudes coming on, Harris and the um, who's the Dobbins from Ohio State. I mean, there's, there's going to be guys on top of guys. And so uh, I think he has a chance to still be a top 50 pick. RB1 feature type guy. He got injured early in the year, so he should be ready to go for 20. Uh, 2020 in the NFL or 2019 in the NFL.
2: So I'm with you on that one. Go ahead and declare, Rodney. Yep, absolutely. So, Joe, next one. We've got two more players to get through here. Next one that I have for you is Florida State cornerback, Levante Taylor. This one is interesting because uh, I can think of one corner from last year that everybody was super high on before the season <laughs> who did not have a great season, ultimately came back and has been invisible for a Pac-12 team so far this season, from what I have seen. So Levante Taylor, for context, was a player everybody really loved at the Draft Network coming into the season. Everybody had him rated very high. He has not had the strongest of years thus far. There's been some uh, personal issues going on there. But at the same time, he's had a really tough go on film, and he has some limitations. Is this a player you think should stay or go? See, he's tough man, right? Like I
0: thought he had great tape. Uh, last year, he's like a you know five-star recruit, number one cornerback coming out of high school. Got a chance to start last year, had good ball production, really quick feet, really fluid hips. Really liked his coverage awareness, ability to pattern match, all that stuff. He just knew he wasn't very big. Well, that was kind of my big knock on him is, is his size, right? He's just not tall and he's not going to get taller, but he really has been exposed with the physical limitations this year, and it really struggled uh, several games, Virginia Tech game to open the year, others throughout the, the course of the season. But how much better can he get going back? That's what's challenging for me with him. Um, my, my concern, Kyle, is that I, I I my biggest question with him going into the season was just the height stuff. But I think it's been it's it's been accentuated this year. Like it's worse. Like you can get over it with guys like Denzel Ward and, and Jason Verrett like because they're feisty and they stay square in coverage and they just know how to they know how to keep their frame in position well in man coverage and to be able to win at the catch point. And you've seen a, a drop off from Levanta in those areas. So, man, I'm I'm kind of pushing for him to stay. To be honest with you, and not that it's a great corner year or anything like that. Like I think he definitely has a place in this year's class, but I don't think he'd be striking when the iron's hot, even though I don't think his deficiencies are necessarily anything that's going to improve by going back. I just think he needs to have better tape going into the NFL. Yeah, if you're going to leave early,
2: um, if he could have left last year off last year's tape, Mm. that would have been the Mm -hmm. time to come out for him versus Mm -hmm. what we're seeing from him this year. So it's a question of, okay, you know, you got half the season. Can you buckle down, turn it on? If you can, then maybe this conversation is different, but I, I do side with you here. Kyle, the last one, we're going to keep it at Florida state talking about edge
0: rusher, Brian Burns. This dude is having a phenomenal season. I think he's got like seven sacks in four ACC games. Then he played like Northern Illinois and Stanford and didn't have any sacks.
2: Yeah, so weird.
0: he's <laughs> come on, man. You got to feast on the crap competition. If you're going to dominate your, your own conference, but uh you know, the size concerns, right, Kyle? So I'll let you dig into this thing and tell us what Brian Burns should do after the season. Brian
2: Burns, I'm going to make this real simple, should come out. Because, you know, the, the questions surrounding Burns fall with what does he weigh? You know, what is his weight? How much weight does he carry on his frame? If he has to add weight, can he sustain his explosiveness, which is one of his key areas, his flexibility, mobility, but at the same time, like he's a really developed pass rusher. And I think that's just as important as far as you know, his athletic gifts, part of what makes him a really attractive prospect, is he's developed. He hits inside spin moves. He sets you up. He hits you with a chop club. He can rip and dip speed rush. Uh, have not seen a whole lot of speed to power conversion just yet, and that's okay. Because he is a little light in the trunk, but uh, Brian Burns for me has shown a ton of translatable pass rush traits. So if I'm Brian Burns, I get to the end of the season, uh, maybe I start having a second lunch, right? Like if he gets <laughs> to the if he gets to the NFL Combine in 2019 and he weighs 240, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's perfectly fine at 240. Will he play at 240? Probably not. But you're not drafting him to two gap. You're drafting him to pass rush off the edge, and he's got length. He's got translatable pass rush counter moves. He understands how to set up offensive tackles. I think those things are all much, much more important than the fact that he's a little leaner than you like him to be.
0: You know, it's challenging is is when we talk about him being a little leaner. I think he might be like a lot leaner, like two twenty five, two thirty, and like you said, two forty. Kind of, you know, eases those concerns. He's thin, man, um, and there's just a, a very short list of of people who have had success in the NFL, rushing the passer at his weight. And so he'd be a bit of an outlier. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I'd I like to understand more about how much bigger he can get, and if you know, does you have a crystal ball, and can you talk about how much that robs him of explosiveness? Because for a guy, two twenty five, two thirty, I think he's really explosive, but he's not like off the you know out in another world right right but then we thought that was true with Aaron Mabin Aaron Mabin was explosive the greatest first step Todd McShay ever saw number one player in a draft form and he's terrible he's terrible you know so I, I do I get a little nervous yeah a little nervous um but you know look if he's not going to get any bigger he's having a monster season like you said his pass rushing skill set translates beautifully his vision to read the set beautiful flexibility you know just his counters hand technique variety all of it very very nuanced pass rusher tape is outstanding and so you know look we didn't we didn't have this debate to to ride the fence i'm gonna say i'm gonna say go ahead and come out strike one the iron's hot but let's hope he gets a 240 and still is, a, is athletic as we see him on tape right now
2: yeah let's gotta hope he he uh starts eating real lunches like he eats those sack lunches what movie is that from what movie is that from sack lunch
0: sack lunch sack lunch the
2: little giants i don't know what i don't know i don't know the answer jeez man what is the answer that's from uh wedding crashers oh that's i think bradley cooper no it's it's the the guy who's on bradley cooper's team when they go to the island and they're doing bradley cooper in wedding crashers is that owen wilson no bradley cooper's the bad guy that Rachel McAdams is engaged to.
0: Oh yeah, man! It's probably
2: been 15 years since I've oh, seen the movie. Man, you hurt my heart so deeply right now. Crab cakes and football. Do you remember that line? That's what Marilyn does. No, you're you're uh, just totally drawing blanks right now.
0: I remember uh, two parts from that movie. John, my boy. John, my boy. And and when those uh, dudes Sandra. are going in. The, the, well, those guys are going in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? With the quail they, hunting? they going the hunting. He's like, I don't yeah. even know what the fuck quail is. <laughs> I related with that moment, man. <laughs> those, that's what I remember. And uh, yeah, that was it. So, well, that's, Sorry. Uh, I will always disappoint you with my non-football knowledge. Everybody, please,
2: please send Joe your favorite wedding crasher movie quotes on Twitter today. Uh, you can reach him on Twitter. He's at the Joe Marino. I am on Twitter at grinding the tape at me as well, because I want to read them all and laugh and remember the movie, the great movie that is wedding crashers. Uh be greatly appreciated. Also be greatly appreciated if you guys hit subscribe on the show, give us a little love, leave us a review. If you like what you hear, uh, we, we have super show duties on Friday with the guys over at locked on NFL draft. So you want to make sure you don't miss that. Uh, Lots and lots of great content also up at com. This is your call to action. Go to the Draft Network. Read some stuff. Tell us what you think. We value your feedback. Just like we value as listeners on this show, Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks so much for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.
1: Get ready, because Scott's is taking over Daylight Saving Time. It's such a big event that we're calling it Daylong Saving Time. And now it's got real savings. In fact, it's the biggest deals of the year. Audacious? Absolutely. So don't wait. Stock up early and you'll be able to save up to $20 on Scott's Triple Action and Easy Seed products today at the Home Depot and Lowe's. Offers available March 9th through 22nd at select U.S. stores, while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See store for exact offers. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Oh, what did we just shoot? Gambit DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy-to-use app and convenient betting locations district-wide. Online, in-app, or in-person. Get the home field advantage with Gambit DC. Must be 18 or older to bet. Please play responsibly.